Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good. Good. Uh, how was your weekend? Not bad. Not bad at all. Good. I do appreciate you humoring me, and I know you don't like Unsolved Mysteries. And, well, you, know, you like said it was so crazy, so I watched it. it, it, it but you, it is a ridiculous story, What's right? That? It's, it's crazy. It's not overly crazy. It's this thing on Peacock that came out like maybe a week or two ago called Who Killed Robert Wan, right? Yeah. W-O-N-E. Yeah. Okay. It happened in 2006, and... I didn't know anything. I've never heard about I've never heard story. of Robert Wan before in my life. I read an interview with the director. He said, you know, if you don't know anything about it, it's best to just go into it without having looked anything up. Right. And I will admit that I didn't know that until afterwards. I didn't read that interview until afterwards. I just turned it on. And I was like, none of this is familiar. And I was like, what a completely bizarre story. Because part of me, first of all, I think that these three people were involved. But I also think it's crazy that they got away with it. You yeah, know, it's one of those stories. Like I know that they were involved somehow, but how they did it and got away with it, I don't know. I can't figure it out. And it's like you know, there's different theories out there. Of course, I love seeing other people's theories online, and that's why I wanted to get you to watch it to right. see what your theory was because there are some really weird um, details about the case. Right. That you it just completely throw you off. It's like each thing that you learn, you're like okay, well maybe this is what happened, and then they well, but this also happened. You're like, oh Jesus. I mean the whole. The whole rape kid thing. There's just so many things. Right. They and almost, everything they tried to get the guys with, they didn't have anything. Right. And and they, you know, they took these three guys, their roommates, who were also um, in a relationship. Right. But it's like, you know, they thought they were a thrust. three gay guys and their lovers. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know exactly what they, they guessed. Maybe one guy said that who was friends with them, said that it was like, instead of all three of them having sex, it was one guy having sex with one guy and that guy having sex with another guy. Yeah, but two whatever. guys in a relationship with the same one guy. Right. And one but of those that other guy, there's another guy who shows up who's not gay. Apparently they tell us that. Yeah. He's happily married and an attorney. 
Yeah. And they're all well-to-do Washington, D.C. guys. He spends the night there, and he ends up dead. That, yeah. Basically the, the story. Setup. And there's really no blood. Right. And there's no evidence. So you start off thinking, like, well, okay, this guy's spending the night there. Why was he spending the night there? But then they give you the details. This is why he tried to spend the night other places. He had work in the morning. You know, he had to work in the city. He lived outside of the city, so this was going to be easier for him. And they have details. There is also some stuff that I read because afterwards I went through and just looked at all this uh, timeline stuff from the Washington Post and somebody else. There were a couple things that they left out of the documentary that I thought were interesting, but maybe it's maybe they left them out because they thought, look, these things are red herrings. I, I don't know. But, God, it just seems like the cops messed it up, obviously. Right. They, sure. they had some major blunders. But at the same time, the fact that these three guys were able to, because I definitely believe that they know something. That they know something they didn't tell. Oh, sure. right? You believe that. I mean, no sure. part of you thinks, well, maybe the story that they gave to police was totally true. They heard a noise. Somebody came in. Like, the percentage of that is 1%, less than 1%. What do you think? Yeah. Because I, I thought, well, okay, it would somewhat, if someone broke in a house not to steal anything and only to go after one person, could it be that they just wanted that one person dead? Well, I, right. I mean, they were, they were like, that that's person? what they were saying. Like, yeah. the cop kept saying that. Like, why would he walk past the other rooms? Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe he didn't want to kill the other people. Right. Right, maybe he had... Maybe it wasn't just like, just that. because they said, they kept saying, the cops kept saying, oh, it's just a random guy who ran in and killed one guy. And I'm like, well, maybe the guy who broke in, it wasn't random. Right, they never they never proposed that theory, Right, like though. maybe this guy was an attorney, maybe he pissed somebody off, I don't know. Yeah, that's what an I said. An attorney in D.C., I, I mean, they, you know, give me an hour to go there and find somebody who didn't like him, it ain't going to be that hard, right. you're in D.C., for Christ's sake. Right. I, th- I said the exact same thing, and I was like, well, Brooke, what about this? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, wait, why? And she's like, well, you know, and I think it's just because they didn't propose that idea right. or put that out there. But like, Why know, would they go past another room and not kill that guy? I'm like, because they didn't want to kill that guy? Like, yeah. why does someone walk down the street and pass someone and kill another human being? Right, exactly. Because that's the person they wanted to kill. Yeah, and you're not giving me much detail about this guy, right. you know, so I don't know, and I don't know much about his job. The whole thing starts with... The very first person, as I recall in the documentary to speak, is an EMT who was there in 2006 when it happened. Yeah. One of the first EMTs to show up. And he said the first body responders. looked all wiped down and there's yeah. no, very three, little blood. And three, he was stabbed three times. Right. So he'd been stabbed three times. There's no blood anywhere except a, two small little pools uh, where this guy was laying. And I mean, there's small little patches on the bed there where he was laying. And he also says that the three guys, when he gets there, they're all in white robes and they all yeah. look like they just got out of the shower and they're that all acting creepy. strange. Yeah. And so, of course, you're thinking like, well, they must have just cleaned up or you know why did they all just get out of the shower it's also possible though that you know they're uh they have matching white robes they're a throuple <laughs> maybe someone bought the other two the same robes i don't know and then at nighttime they sleep in their underwear and when this happened they jumped up and the first thing they did was grab a robe it wouldn't explain the freshly showered thing but also i'm always a little skeptical of some of those details right. and i say well it also looked like this did you say that at the time? Are you saying it right. now? Were they freshly right. showered? Who knows? So, what does it mean? Did you think they were freshly showered because they were in robes? Right. Right. Is that is that because your brain? We all know that an eyewitness right. is really not right. great evidence half the time, if not more. So well, I anyway, the they never. You know, you can watch they it if you know. want, but yeah, they don't cold. know. It's worth watching. But I'll just tell you what happened. The three dudes killed that guy somewhere else in some sort of S and M party. And then brought him home. That's why there's no blood. That's, That's why thing. there's no evidence for anything. They brought him there. They never even bring that up. No, I know. Like, they well, never how could they kill the him and there be no blood? I'm like, be, and but at the beginning, they're like, oh, his head had a, He never moved. 
Yeah. His head had a perfect indention on the pillow like he never moved. I'm like, because he didn't sleep there. Right. He was dead somewhere else. That didn't else. mean anything to me. They I'm brought like, him over. You could lay a dead body there and his head would leave an indentation. Right. That's exactly what happened. You still wait there. Yeah, I right. thought that that was weird and they never bring it up because my first thought was the only way you stab someone three times and not have blood everywhere is you do it somewhere else. Right. And clean them up before you get them back. And they're like, he looked all wiped down. I'm like, that. they killed him somewhere else. Yeah. And then they wiped him down and then they bled and then they... Uh, maybe the guy screamed just to, so that there'd be a scream. Yeah. And then maybe. they called the police. Right. Who knows? That was it. Do you think they'll ever figure it out? you think one of those guys will ever talk? No, I don't think one of those guys will ever talk. There had to be somewhere else, someone else who knows, though. There has to be a fourth person, wherever they killed him. Yeah. There has to be someone who knows. That's my thing. I mean, somebody, somebody, there's a good chance somebody else knows something. That they maybe they even just because they told someone or because well, some, it no, happened somewhere. Well, and they needed help or they someone were, else had to clean up that blood wherever yeah. it was, yeah. not in their house. But they couldn't, have, they, you know, they couldn't have cleaned it up that quick and got his body back. So somebody else knows, right? I don't I'm know. guessing the brother, the brother who robbed their house. Yeah, two that weeks whole later thing is There's right. more information about him online too. All of those stories like that that are unsolved. They keep me talking longer. You can watch the best true crime thing, you know, a fascinating documentary. But when it's over, you're like, oh, that's a crazy story, and that's kind mm-hmm. of it. The whole thing with Unsolved Mysteries is that you start going, what do you think happened? What do you right. think happened? And usually, though, when you say this is what happened, then it doesn't seem, once you know the answers, you go, oh, okay, well, that wasn't so crazy. We, we built this up way too much with all right. these series. You can go back and watch old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries that have now been solved and go, oh, well, we right. really built that up, but it was pretty simple, actually. Right. But with this one, even if we knew, it's still a crazy story. Just it, with the yeah. evidence that they have, yeah. it's a crazy story. There's things we can't even say on the air. I don't even know. How to go about saying it on the air? They did a rape kit on him and found semen in him. Yeah, but it was his own. Yeah. What? So look, you're either intrigued now or not, and then there you go. That's what Laszlo and I've been watching. The Church of Laszlo. All right, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think the number one cause of death is for Americans aged 18 to 45? I would think if I am asking that question, it's probably something depressing. I would probably go though with. Be worried that it's suicide is one that comes to mind. Yeah. Maybe act car accidents. Gun. Gun, gun violence. violence, right? Because I... Yes. Okay, let's be careful there. Needs to be relevant to the story. <laughs> I don't know that that's relevant at this Just point in saying. time. According to this, I'm reading this from the Kansas Reflector, which, of course, I read through every morning. Sure, of course. But um, they say here that the number one cause of death for Americans ages 18 to 45 are fentanyl. Fentanyl-related wow. deaths. So I guess that means taking what you know is fentanyl or most of the time, or at least some of the time, taking what you think is something else, and it's spiked with fentanyl. And the reason I'm reading about it in the Kansas Reflectors, because have you heard what's been going on in Kansas Kansas with fentanyl tests? So in Kansas, fentanyl test strips are illegal. They're considered paraphernalia, which I don't understand. It's so ridiculous. And so there was a a House bill, um, a House bill 2390, and it stalled in the Kansas State Legislature. The legislation would legalize the use of fentanyl test strips as well as establish the Kansas Overdose uh, Fatality Review Board. I know as a kid, I remember there was a, a very hazy line between what is paraphernalia and what's not. So when you went to the head shop, you couldn't call a bong a bong. It had to be a oh, tobacco yeah, water. product. Yeah. If you mentioned marijuana anywhere in the head shop, they'd kick you out. Right. right? They'd get angry about it most of the time. Uh, now in Missouri, it's interesting because I actually went to a head shop. I was like, so do you guys say... What do you guys call these things? I was like, we call them bongs for marijuana use because it's legal now. So, you know, they, they changed it. But for years, people would, uh, you know, have to worry about maybe getting in trouble 
by, I guess it was like the DEA, whoever it was that would come and raid a business and say, you're selling paraphernalia because paraphernalia was illegal. So you had to make it seem like the, the product was for use with legal things. How the hell is a fentanyl test strip paraphernalia? I mean, I can't imagine. And they talk about in here how they've got proof. You know, she says in in this article that there is evidence. They are an evidence based method of preventing drug overdoses and saving lives. It seems like a pretty simple thing. You buy these things online or wherever. Right. And then you test your drugs. I don't know where we are in the future. Like, obviously, marijuana is legal in more and more states now. They're talking about legalizing psilocybin in more and more states. It's all even Missouri's talking about legalizing it for veterans or at least to do studies. So we seem to be moving in that direction. But you still have people, like I saw Mike Pompeo, talking about how we need to designate the, the cartels in Mexico as a terrorist organization so right. that we can use the full you know, weight of the, of the military or whatever yeah, sure. to crush these organizations. It's like, all right, so that's one strategy is we need to fight the drug war harder. Then there's this other way of thinking, which is maybe we change the way that we've been doing things. But honestly, what do you think will be... If, you know, the world doesn't fall apart, let's just assume. Okay. Then in 50 years, where do you think the United States is with drugs? You think they've legalized cocaine? You think they've legal? Like, do they just legalize all that stuff and, and highly regulate it and restrict it? Do they decriminalize it like they've done in some other countries? They've given that a test, and supposedly yeah. it's, it's been working. Some of those countries... Uh, was it Portugal? One of those that decriminalized it. They it's going to be had. hard to win an election like that, so right? I'll say no. That's the thing. In the United States, I don't know how you say what we need to do is I give mean, heroin addicts heroin. Yeah, but even we're not going to win an election. Not in 50 years. No way. They tried to give heroin addicts uh, needle, clean needles. Right. Like, and hey, this will save us a lot of money because we're going to get kids condoms and it gets voted down. I yeah. can't imagine it. I mean, but things move fast, man. Once they happen, they move fast. It wasn't that long ago they were like, no gay marriage. Right. Right, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, since I met you, right? I mean, when I first met you back in two thousand two, we got to pick someone else to hate. Okay, wait, straight people are fine, and gay people are fine. Trans people, yeah, right. Like they had to pick a new because people just and and I could see that moving quicker. Yeah, they. But you know, we're going to legalize heroin. That seems that seems yeah, and I don't know if it's legalized or decriminalized. And I honestly don't know. Like, what do you think in an ideal world? How should it be? What should the rules be? Should you know? No, you can do whatever you want to yourself. Okay. You, you and do you think then, if you can do whatever you want to yourself and that stuff is legal, just sell it the same as you would sell in your ideal, uh, you know, world. Right. You just sell that stuff the same as you sell alcohol or, or anything yeah. else. Just and then whoever it sells it to you, if they and, sell, yeah, and if they sell it to young kids, they get in a lot of trouble. They go to prison. And you have to be a certain age, obviously, yeah. and those things. There's and age restrictions, that. and that's it. Because part of the problem too with all of this stuff, and if is, you give, just like if you give alcohol to a kid, right, you're in a lot of then trouble. you're in a lot of trouble. And I think the punishment should be more for the stronger the drug. Okay, that's fair. And with fentanyl, I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of you, but they're talking about how it's the number one cause of death for Americans, eighteen to forty-five. We know that a huge portion of those are people that did not intend to take fentanyl. So they might have been trying to get cocaine. They might have been trying to get molly, whatever it was, and it was laced. If you legalize this stuff and it's being made by pharmaceutical companies. Then you can get it at, you know, quick trip. Right. Then we know that. You know what it is. The FDA or whoever it is, I assume it's the FDA, they they study it, you know, look at it, make sure that it's the real deal, make sure that it's pure. Of course. Whatever else. Now, of course, I don't know what happens if they said Suddenly tomorrow, like, look, the drug war isn't working. Um, too many people have been affected by fentanyl deaths, which I think that's going to have a huge right. part in this because more and more people who might think that they're, you know, 
for the status quo or just not worried about it as they see more and more people that they know, people in their family who are affected by this? This is a lot of people to say this is right, the number one sure. cause of death. When but I don't think the normal in, reaction for people is... Well, we need to legalize it. No, I don't either. I think their I normal think reaction is to fight it. More, though. Yeah, they're going to want to talk about it. Well, they're going to talk debate. about it. You're going you're to probably see it go the other way, where they're gonna, they are going to crack down. They are going to listen to Pompeo more. And anybody who comes to them with, whether they think it's logical or not, whether it is logical, comes to them with, you know what, we need to legalize it and regulate it and make sure kids are getting, I mean, young people, 18 and 45, we need to make sure young people are getting quality heroin Right. That's a hard platform no, to run on. Certainly is. Certainly is. And I, I, I think that that country that does it, it's like they give it to addicts. It's kind of like how we do uh, methadone here, right? Y- well, it, yeah, but I don't think they care about addicts. Right, exactly. We That's don't just care it. about addicts. If you, if you die say, from fentanyl, it's fine. The problem is, you know, 19-year-old kids who, you know, are addicts. Right. Who are just trying to take a pill one time to have some fun on a Thursday. That's what will get the conversation moving. No one cares about addicts. I don't mean that in a bad way. As someone who, you know, struggled with it my entire life. No one cares about that. Nope, they sure don't. No one cares about if a heroin addict dies in a hotel room tonight. No one cares. That ain't changing public policy. It has to be right. And uh, let me ask you this, because this woman in this article talks about how her kid, when he was like 13, yeah, 13 years old, he was riding his bike to football practice, and he got hit by a car. And he wasn't killed, but uh, he was injured, and they prescribed him pain medications as a result of the accident. And she said, you know, we didn't know at the time, but that completely changed the trajectory of his entire life and and her entire life because he got addicted to narcotics. Right. If your kid was injured and they, for whatever reason, I don't know what the injury is, but they say, you know, we want to give them this pain medication, you're going to be a lot more aware of it now than you would have 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, I would have trusted the doctor. They say, look... This will help with the pain. They only get 10 of them or 20 of them, whatever it is. Now, with all the information and all the documentaries we've seen about Oxy and just right. knowing that, look at all the people. When we were kids, I guess... I guess I don't know that I would overthink about it, though. Really? Being honest. Yeah, I mean, Gio just had his wisdom teeth out, and they gave him some pain medication. I don't remember... Right. I don't know what they give out anymore. Right. I, I don't remember being like, harder. oh, man, let me check this. And, you know, they yeah. were like, here's five of them. Right, and I assume that they don't give like when. when That's I got, what I thought too. But I, you know what? Now you bring it up, maybe I should have looked deeper into it. I, I feel like they've kind of stopped doing that just because there's yeah. been so many lawsuits and documentaries, and people are aware of it. But I mean, if you think back to when it was at its biggest, well, I guess when this was becoming a huge problem, they were prescribing it for all kinds of things. Yeah. So I mean, you hear stories about people getting prescribed it because their lower back hurt for a little while, or just minor things, and they're like, "Here's pure oxycontin," and right. it got these people hooked on heroin. When you and I were kids. Uh, heroin was this very New York, Seattle, yeah. um, you know, starving artists, rock star right. sort of thing. Well, they put it in a pill, and I think a lot of people were just like, I'm not shooting things in. Right, exactly. But we have that was the mountain. more used to shooting things in. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether that's by because they want us to, but, you know, look, people are at home taking testosterone shots on their yep. own. People are at home. We see, well, you know, that you can't get Ozempic. Right anywhere right and people are shooting that into themselves so like it wasn't that long ago where people were like yeah i'm not giving myself a shot no now it's like that's yeah sure that was way too right. high a hurdle but also what they did which but, i mean obviously we've always had insulin and stuff i mean yeah. people had to do that yeah. but that was like you know i'm not shooting if you, and if you saw somebody giving themselves insulin you're like damn man. right that's serious right that's They're a big themselves deal a shot. now it's like no big deal yeah i wouldn't even think twice about it if i was a restaurant and a guy pulled pull out insulin i wouldn't even think right 
Of course. And what happened to these people is they got hooked. Millions of Americans got hooked via the pills. They had no idea what exactly, heroin was Exactly, that's what I'm like. saying. So now so it just became like, now much easier. You can take the pill. Yeah. Nobody noticed. Right. So now your only option, sorry, we can't find you the pills, so your only right. option is to shoot up. And you're like, well, I'm And now shooting up hasn't become like, a, oh, man. It's such a crazy thing. I mean, just if you go went back, I don't know how far back you'd have to go. I think really only the 90s. I think even still probably the late 90s, early 2000s. If you showed you know, the future in a crystal ball and said, look at the, all the people that will be hooked on heroin and yeah. where they're, what their backgrounds are. You know, these are suburban people, rural people, whatever, moms, dads, uh, kids that were going to college, all that stuff. And they all got hooked because their doctor gave them a pill. And I don't think that the doctors... I understand that a lot of them probably bear some of the responsibility for this, but I do think that they were lied to as well. And then it's, you know, they have to trust some of what they're being told about the research. So I don't know that all the doctors, when they were handing out, realized this is going to get this person hooked on heroin. I think if they'd known that, they at least a lot of them wouldn't have done it. Now, the ones who had the the pill mills that they were operating, they obviously didn't care. But I think right. a lot of doctors probably did trust that, well, I guess they've done all this new research. Look at all the research. It shows that it's actually not all that addictive. I mean, they just said whatever they wanted to say to get that stuff out there, and then right. everybody got hooked on it. It's, it's crazy because it's just that drug that, as a, as a teenager even, if I asked someone, what is heroin, nah. they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What does it do to you? I don't know. Right. I think it makes it was you just something tired. Lane Staley did. Yeah, exactly. I it was wasn't like a cool enough to do it. Thing. Right. And I'd like it to get back to that, right. but I just don't know how we do it. But this fentanyl thing, I mean, that is completely out of control that it's number one. I know one the text line says here, booting dope is not a shot. Testosterone shots from the flesh. I, I, I know sure, I'm not saying right. they're the same, but I'm saying people are walking around with shots. Yeah. That was not a thing Type 15 one years ago. Type 1 diabetics and heroin addicts only. Yeah. Now it's Dan- a lot of people, right? A yeah. lot of people are carrying around shots. Yeah. That never happened. You weren't giving yourself your shot. Now, I get that they're completely different things, but they're still, you're walking around with a needle, putting it into yourself. Yeah. And now, if you're a kid and your mom's putting a needle in herself every Saturday morning, right? It's not it's as normal. Taboo. It's not as, right? Yeah. If you saw somebody putting a needle in themselves, you're like, damn. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. Now, Mm. You see, Dad you does it three one. times a week at breakfast. Right. And also the idea that you would come up to some a young person and say, let me put this needle in you. I think you're going to like this drug. You go, right. no. Exactly. What? No, I don't even know what it, it is. It just There's normalizes no. the idea. Yeah. Now, clearly it's different. And one goes into the vein and one yeah. goes into the vein. We understand that. But I'm just saying, you're walking around with a syringe with drugs in it. Yeah. It's a syringe with drugs in it. Yep. And yep. you're putting it in yourself. And I'm not saying they're the same or... You know, and, and one's even process. bad for you. I'm just saying, we, you know, all that stuff becomes normalized as we move forward and forward and forward. Yeah. So I didn't bet uh, on any of the uh, March Madness games yet. Mm-hmm. I saw this big story that, you know, the Final Four, what a crazy Final Four, is totally, yeah. totally unpredictable. So now that there's four of them. I did get one team right. In the Final Four? I did. Which one? Miami. Okay, well, I was going to ask if you think Miami would be a good one to bet it on to win the whole thing now. Why not? I mean, who's Florida Atlantic? Like, are they the are they the biggest surprise in the tournament? I've never heard of Florida Atlantic. Snowcone, you're a college basketball fan. Have you heard of them? No clue. So no. that's got to be. I mean, how are you? Are they what? Are they good at other things? We're okay, they're just okay. No, they're just a smaller school. So that's got to be probably the most surprising team to be in the Final Four. Well, I think all of them are. Okay, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, UConn, UConn like is a like a blue school. blood, but yeah. they haven't been good that good in a while. Uh, but San Diego State, 
Right, that seems like one to me. Miami and UConn just seem like big schools. Past. San Diego State's been good in the past. Not, not Final good? Four good. Well, not Final Four good. No, but they've no. they've made runs before. But Florida Atlantic, I've never heard of. What was the what was the quarterback uh, Chiefs? That, where did he play the Tyler Thigpen? Ooh, I'm in first place. Was that something Thigpen? Atlantic? Yeah, was that no? What was his name? Uh, who was the guy that the, well, we the Chiefs had that was so bad? I think it was Thigpen. Coastal. Never mind. It was like Coastal Carolina or something. Yeah, That's no what idea. I was thinking. I've never heard of that school before either. Florida Atlantic. I can't. I don't know. It doesn't look familiar to me at all. San Diego State. I've seen before. Uh huh. I Miami, need I mean, San Diego State to lose, and I think I win our work pool. You do because yeah, you I'm had, in first place now. But I have 164 points, and I cannot get any more points. And there's. One person behind me who can get more, and she has San Diego State going to the final. Oh, really? So if they lose, then I win the whole thing. How did she? I mean, I guess you know, they say what after the first games, right? The opening games, everyone's bracket is busted. Yeah, like there's nobody that makes it through the first round with the perfect bracket, basically, right? So by the time you get to the end, it's just. Luck. Throw some stuff out there. You can pick. It does seem like there are quite a few seasons where people know this team is a favorite to win. So a lot of people will pick them. KU yeah. or Kentucky or something like that. And yeah. they pull it off that year. Yeah. But otherwise, when you're talking about like the final Most four, times, but I did hear people talking. I don't watch. I don't follow much college basketball. And so this to me, when I, I don't talk college basketball that much because this town is a college basketball town. You don't know anything about football. Nothing. But, I mean, college football. Being oh. honest. The mm-hmm. NFL... And college basketball. Like, every person on the walk of life is expert, so I try to talk about it. But I did hear people talking about it, and I thought this was interesting because it comes back to what we were talking about the other day. Name, image, likeness, Mm -hmm. and the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. You can, some teams can get enough people in, say, football to make their team better. Okay? Okay? They can make themselves better with name, image, likeness. But... They really, it's really going to be tough on name, image, likeness, and transfer porter to get yourself as good as Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, right? Okay, makes sense. But with basketball? Basketball, get one player. That's kind of how basketball works, Get one works, player, right? right. But now you don't have to, you, you don't have to, uh, you, you don't have to get him out of high school. Yeah. You know, there's some kid who's pretty good, but he's playing at Kansas. He's not happy. He doesn't like it, whatever. You're San Diego State. You're like, we can give you money, and you can come live in San Diego, or you can come live in Miami. I don't know that all that worked out that way, but I was looking. I was like, all right, well, and someone on the Twitch said it, too. I'm like, well, you know, basketball, you got to get one kid, maybe two kids, and then a couple pieces. So now, you know, maybe what we thought would happen at USC and these other places are like, you know what? Boca Raton ain't a bad place to go to school. Miami ain't a bad place to go to school. San Diego ain't right. a bad place to go to school. I can Looks give you nice. money. Yep. And look, I get two kids. You get one of your buddies who was playing at Duke and another one that was playing at Kansas. You're like, let's go win this thing at Miami, man. Live in Miami, win this thing. Okay. Shouldn't be a tough sell. Right. What sport, team sport, do you think, uh, or which team sport do you think one single player can have? The right. And people said Miami got Nigel Pack from Kansas State for 500K or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Is is basketball the game that one, where one player can make the single biggest difference? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always kind of thought that. Like with the NBA, and I remember you talking about, look, when they were talking about Kansas City getting another team, hockey or basketball, right. people were debating which they'd rather have. And a lot of people that were saying basketball, you're like, well, that's great, but just know that you're going to be horrible. You're going to be horrible for a long time. But the good thing is 
You just got to find that one person. And when that right. one person, you find you drive, that one great player. Drive that Jordan. That's it. Now, right. I mean, now Jordan once in a lifetime, but, you yeah. know, yeah. But, but in There's those, guys out there. Those couple years that you have that person, you can be competitive. Hell, you could even win it all. Uh, I thought, well, you could be competitive for sure. You could be competitive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you probably need more than just the one. But yeah, to win it all. But you can then you start to build you around can build it when them. You right. have the one. Other yeah. people are willing to come play. Right. Or, oh, okay. you know, you draft somebody, they may not be as good, but this guy makes them better. It is yeah. what it is. Basketball can be changed pretty quick. And is hockey like that? No, you need a team. Okay. But the reason why I say hockey is you're not a hockey team here. Right. No. People love KU basketball, so to yeah, get them involved, so get them to be like, okay, we have KU basketball, we have K State basketball, which is pretty good, Missouri, which is pretty good, right? And you have all these schools here, and then you're like, well, root for this NBA team that loses all its games. People are like, no, I'm not. That's not you know, right? I'm a KU fan. That's what happened with the Jags for years in Jacksonville. Yeah, you got a Florida State fans, you got Georgia fans, you got Miami fans, you got Florida fans. All their teams are good. And they're like, hey, you should root for the Jags. They suck. And they're like, I'll be at a college game on Saturday. Right. Right? right. And they're like, well, we're not selling out the game, so we have to black it out here. It's like, I, where are you guys playing? Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. What, I mean, which that happened you, when I lived there. I was a season ticket holder. What? Oh, that the, because yeah, of all the competition? Because they were no good. Yeah. What uh, sport do you think is the most enjoyable to watch, even if you have a terrible team? Like even if because to me you think baseball because yeah. I think basketball you, you could make the argument like I now it's probably because I not been to a lot of basketball games but when we went to Seattle and we started going to those Sonics games uh, you know I thought this is a lot of fun they're not very good but this is yeah, still they had great Kevin Durant. and then they got Kevin Durant and you're right. like well this is exciting right this 19 year old kid he's one of the right. best if not the best so it was it was exciting um, but that could just be because I wasn't used to it. I mean, the Kings left when I was really young, so I don't right. even think that I got carried to one of those games as a kid. I know my older brothers went to a couple of those games, and they said that basically not a lot of people showed up to mm-hmm. those games, and that was that. I don't know how big basketball was at the time, but you grew up in a city with basketball. Mm-hmm. When I met you, your team was on another run, right. so they were doing they're well. They're making every so often. Yeah, so I thought you were kind of a – I thought you were a pretty big basketball fan, but I came to realize later, like, when it comes to – Hockey and basketball, you like them. Yeah. But you're more like, if they're, they're doing on, good. But yeah. yeah, I don't watch it. And then if they're doing good, if they're in the playoffs, then you'll start watching. Yeah, for right? sure. Then you'll make a point to, to check it out. Yeah, and if, you know, I mean, I don't live there now, but if the Pistons are on TV at night, I watch it. Right, okay. But as People a kid. Wear, I, mean, I have updates of their scores, but. As a kid, if you had tickets to a Pistons game and a Tigers game, you, would you take, would you prefer to go to the Pistons game or the well, Tigers, Tigers game? game? The Tigers game? Yeah, you sit out in the bleachers, soak in the sun. That's why you said what's more fun to watch. It's, yeah. you know. You think baseball? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm biased because I just didn't have basketball growing up. I've never even been to a, a college game. Have you ever gone to one? Did you go to a KU game? I did. You talked about it at one point. I did. Is it cool? I mean, does it feel that? I had a good time. But I you, wanted to go once. You've probably been to Michigan games and stuff, too. You've been to other I've been college to one, games. Yeah. I think the only college basketball games I've been to are UMKC games. I've never oh, been I there. Know, I know Snow comes I've been to a Florida been. basketball oh. game. And? Was it... Um, similar? Did it seem a lot bigger? No, similar. I, you know, um, you know, I don't know what game I was at, and you know, I think it was Texas Tech, KU, Texas Tech, a couple years ago. KU seemed people can get mad about this. It seemed whiter and older. The like fans, you, know, okay. you saw more people; they were more dressed up. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like. Where's that crazy Boy, ass student section? You yeah. know, and I know that was over there, but it wasn't. It was it looked like there was more 
attorneys there, you know, than some of the schools. Like when when I went to Florida, it felt like that looks like a party. There's like yeah, you know, um, you know. But again, you know, maybe time of year, that kind of thing, and what the temperature is like, and. You know, you go to a Florida game, you can sit outside and drink beforehand. You know, you're at a KU game, it's wintertime, it's cold. You know what I mean? So, yeah. who knows? It could be. I just, in my mind, I think of college games as a lot more people with their shirts off, right? Uh, chanting yeah. with, with paint on their chest or whatever, and, and just drunk kids who are jumping up and down right. in unison and have some chant. Because I've never been, but I think And all the, the teams are, you know, it's like, you know. But that's the same with college football. You go to a Michigan game, there's 110,000 people there, and... They're all pretty nice. Have you been? And respectful. Yeah, I went to Ohio State game, you know, and they're all, you know. You go to a Florida football game, and they just it's like a Chiefs game. With just standing people. and yelling and drinking and partying, you know. And at least when I was at Florida, they would let you leave. And come back and Come in? back. So there was bars there like the Purple Porpoise that, you know, would just be packed with people coming one in, one out during the game. You could leave and go back in. You could leave and go back in. I think they changed that now because people were getting too drunk. But yeah, do most schools let people do, buy alcohol? Come back in. In the, do they buy alcohol in the stadium? Uh-uh. I was just because there was somebody I don't remember yeah. what school it was was talking about trying to get alcohol in the stadium. So most most college stadiums then don't sell alcohol. I didn't know that. I just thought that everybody got loaded at games. I mean, I know they pregame or whatever. Right. But I didn't know that they couldn't sell alcohol in all those stadiums. I just assumed that they could. Is it? Are they starting to do that, or was that just like a couple schools where they said they're going to? There's try and some allow that started to allow alcohol, but like sure. when you went to those Michigan games, there was no booze allowed in the, like, or they weren't selling it in the games. I don't think so. I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense, you know. I, I have to I remember, you know, because when you, you kind of put all that together in your head. In the last Michigan game I went to, I took the boys. It was Michigan Ohio State, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying right. to get loaded. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about, and I've never been, but watching those college football games on TV, it just looks, and I, do, I know this is going to sound dumb, it feels like it's even more outside than oh, yeah. even if you already have an outdoor stadium. It oh, just yeah. looks, you know, you see the bleachers in a lot of the sections and yeah. uh, just people being rowdy. And there's something about the band. I mean, the band is what, right. that's the thing, right? When you start hearing that marching band. Right. And, and teams do different stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, some of them have DJs playing. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, but I definitely the scoreboard think and you know, you know. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Miami, I guess. But the only yeah. reason I'm doing it is because you know, them in, in I mean, I don't know. It looks like it pays about the same. So and UConn looks familiar too, but Miami looks the most familiar. Yeah, that old guy coach. Yeah. So I know uh, their player went perfect from the field. Like their star player went perfect from the field. Okay, well that sounds. I good. think it's only happened one time before Christian Leighton or something. What happened to Alabama? Aren't they really good at basketball? They were number one. They were. Mm-hmm. What happened? They lost. Damn! Like early on. I don't remember. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm putting it all in Miami, boys. You guys going to go. do this with me? Yeah. We could cover each other's bets. At least three of them, right? You Vegas could do has got that figured out. Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I'm not good enough at math. Even Vegas has got that figured out. You can't bet all four and win any money. I promise you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're going to doom scroll, my man. All right. Uh, plenty to talk about. Obviously, it being Monday, we got a couple days of news to catch up on. For sure. I mean, M- Mississippi's gone i don't know if how it's much gone? The, the footage you've seen but oh good lo- looks like it's gone <laughs> good well i don't know if that's nice to say because they actually are experiencing well, like lane kiffin and old miss i was I gonna guess, say there's got to yeah. be some people there that you like or some people that you would like if you took a chance to yeah. get to know them i understand the thought that i'm many just other saying Americans in, general, have. in sure. general but i'm sure that a lot of other states think that about where I live. Well, including Kansas, you. Sure. I'm yeah, guessing, yeah. So, okay. I understand if people are like, just draw an airstrike into Kansas. I'd be like, well, first go to Missouri. But, <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm collateral damage on, you know, for the better good. Uh, news anchor, white news anchor gets I'm fired saying. for saying something that she didn't know was offensive. Have you guys seen this clip? No. I follow that sub. What is it called? Uh, bye Bye Job. Mm-hmm. Where just, you know, different mm-hmm. th- clips. People in the news doing something and apologizing. God, Last week, I saw the sports guy who said something on air. And every time I see that stuff, I think because we've done this job for so long, you just think of that moment when you're starting to say it and then you're starting to think, should I say this? And there's no taking it back because you're live. There's no dump button. There's no nothing. No one got the bleeping. Like, oh, is that going to land? Like what Laszlo just said, right? Will that come back to get him in trouble? Probably not. Based on the things that we've said over the years, I would think not. Now, if he were a local news anchor or a sports guy on a local TV, yeah, yeah, and said, someone said, Mississippi's basically gone. He went, good. I'm just kidding. That would probably get you fired. Well, I mean, you have to set precedent. Exactly. And I don't know. So I think if somebody took that clip and sent it to someone and said, he should get in trouble, I think people who have been in charge of me for years would be like, that's it? That's not the one. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Earlier today, he said a man had his own. So we're going to go ahead. three times now. We're going to go ahead and get him in trouble for that. Not the Mississippi thing. That doesn't seem right. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. We're doom scrolling, my man. Let's do it. Well, there's been uh, some really bad storms over the weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, President Biden declared a state of emergency. Mississippi had a bunch of tornadoes, all pretty close together, a lot of destruction. I made the comment earlier, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it just said Mississippi is gone. In the images that you do see, though, it looks – well, I mean, we've seen it before when um, – was it Joplin, right, when that tornado sure. happened? I guess that's been probably 10 years or so, but – you know, just complete and total destruction, and and these images that you see, everything is gone. And that, of course, you know, I guess this isn't a huge surprise, but it's one of the poorest areas in the country. So now they got to do, you know, try and and 
clean all the stuff up and rebuild everything. And it's probably the toughest area to do it, they said, just because there's no money in this community. This morning, amid piles of destruction and desperation, a growing sense of shock in central Mississippi. I know we can rebuild. But what you do with the devastation? What you do with all the... <laughs> the violent weekend of weather included at least 12 destructive tornadoes ripping through the south in states like Alabama and Georgia. For Mississippi, it's the deadliest tornado outbreak in 50 years, killing dozens, including a young father of three children and his daughter, who was barely two years old. God, it says that... Last update here I see from Fox News from two hours ago. They say at least 25 people were killed. Oh. That number keeps going up each time I see it. But right now it's at least 25. I don't know what you do. I, someone reposted that old video from six or seven years ago on Reddit yesterday. Snowcone, I don't know if you saw it, but it made it back to the front page. Remember that video from, I don't think it was Illinois. I actually don't remember which state it was. But that guy filmed the tornado coming to his house. Oh, you can see yeah, 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 He yeah. just films it out the window. And it just gets closer and closer and closer until finally it hits. And you're thinking, why were you filming this? Why didn't you go down? And I, I went back and read the article because I couldn't remember all the details. But it sounded like he survived. His wife was right below him. She was actually in the basement or whatever. She was trying to be somewhere safe. He thought the tornado was going to miss them. He'd gone up to grab some lanterns, lanterns and seize the tornado, sticks his camera out there, and he's like, I think this is going to miss us. I'm going to videotape okay. it. And that tornado, if you've never seen that video, it's just crazy because once that tornado hits the house, it's just the screen goes black and you hear this horrible sound, and he ends up getting buried under a pile of, of debris and the chimney and everything else. And I think if I looked out my window and saw a tornado that big coming, what would I do? Would I go down to the basement or do you get in your car and try and outrun it? That seems to be a debate that people have online. If you've got a basement, obviously that's where you're supposed to go. But if you see it and it looks like it's headed directly for you, do you get in your car and try uh, to outrun how it? How far away is it? So let's say that when you see it coming towards you, it's a mile or two away. Yeah, you get in your car and try to go. I feel like to do too. People are saying that you're not supposed to do that, I guess, because you could run into an issue. There could be more storms. You could be blocked. I mean, I, I kind of know where I live. If there was a lot of traffic out, and I thought people were trying to evacuate, then maybe it would be a bad idea. I don't want to get stuck on the road. Right. I feel like in most situations, most places, you, you could. that's probably not going to become the issue. The issue is going to be, can you drive away from it in time? Are you going to be able to get away right. from it? I watched that, you know. I know how fast my video. car goes. Yeah. I, I know how like fast those go. Yeah, right. But, it's, but, you know, it's more than a mile out there. I guess my fear be I'm judging this wrong. Yeah, it's right. Closer it looks than like I think. Like, yeah, yeah. And and by the time you get in the car and start to back out, next thing you know, the cars, the rear of the car, starting to lift up off the ground right. or whatever. And I mean, you've got kids. So if the kids are home, you want to do whatever. I guess they say the best thing is to do. And if they say the best thing is to go to the basement, you go to the yeah. basement. But so many of these times, whether it's hurricanes or tornadoes, a lot of these people don't have basements. And a lot of them live in trailers, right? Well, in the south, they don't have basements. It's not a popular right. thing, right? And I know, like in a lot of areas, they they it's just not uh, plausible or at least right, economical live, to right. build basements because of the soil and the whatever. And like in Florida, it's you know swampland. Yeah. So a lot of people don't have basements. So if you don't have a basement at that point, they tell you you're supposed to go into the bathroom. And I think the last I heard, the advice they still give you is to get in the tub. Oh, yeah. But I got to admit, you know, growing up in Tornado Alley or whatever, we had tornado warnings a lot as a kid. They used to scare me as a kid. And then eventually I got to the point where I was like, man, these warnings – Happen all the time, and then there's a, a bunch of noise and a lot of rain, and it's never about scared of something. a tornado. I'm not I, scared of weather, to be honest with you. Like no part of weather scares me. I was when I was little. Hurricanes, I don't know, maybe just because I've been through them. I went through two hurricanes. I lived in Michigan. There's tornado warnings all the goddamn time. Right. 
I mean, look, we had tornado warnings all the time, too. That's why, as a little kid, I got over it. I like, never these, really went in the basement. My dad never even woke us up. I, the only time I remember What's going the to the basement I mean, it's bad luck. It's bad luck that that thing's going to actually start somewhere and hit your house. That's just it. You start to realize that as you get older. Even if this well, thing is terrible game. and does a ton of destruction, what are the odds it goes right through my house? Right? Not good. Not good. Now, in this instance, they had dozens of tornadoes, apparently, or a couple dozen tornadoes over the weekend. So I don't know. That obviously increases your odds. But still, if I look out the window and see that tornado coming, even if I can see it, because it's only a mile or two away, the chance that it comes and hits my house, exactly. Also, in the basement. And earthquakes don't. Someone asked on Twitch. uh, Earthquakes, we lived in Seattle. They talk about all the goddamn time. I never thought twice about it. Yeah, I remember somebody saying one time, like, look, the, the pictures are shaking. I'm like, they they are? Right. Well, they just did. I didn't notice. And everything Same was... Same with volcanoes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't have to worry about that here. It's like uh, worrying about hurricanes. It was a little again. unsettling. I was in Portland one time, and we were out to eat at some restaurant up in the sky, and they were like, look, that volcano's smoking. Yeah. I was like, meh. Nah, it's active. But, like, hmm. and, but not enough to be like, I should like in Pompeii area? area? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. No, I feel like they know. They give you some sort of warning. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like they've got that figured out. With tornadoes, they don't get a lot of warning because it just, boom, right. the storm picks up. The, a lot of times, the weather service doesn't even know that someone has spotted the tornado before a bunch of houses have just been completely wiped out. So I feel like in the basement, if I if it was bad enough that I went down to the basement, I wouldn't go in your basement. Oh, you always say that. I'm just saying, it's better than being in the bathroom. Well, I don't know the giant. What are they? What centipedes and porcelain dolls? I'm not. If you're like, hey, tornado's coming, we should go in the basement. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna end up with. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fourth time today. Snow cone. Are you doing anything about those? Okay, good. Uh, Taylor Swift, or I guess Swifties, are, are in court today. This big lawsuit against Ticketmaster. You know they can't believe how bad Ticketmaster screwed this whole thing up with their presale. They are accusing Ticketmaster of a lot of things, including jacking up ticket prices, selling uh, to scammers, and uh, uh, what are they called? Scalpers, right? Okay. And just uh, in general, not being very good uh, to fans. And so they're they're suing Ticketmaster. I guess this, you know, the outcome of this case. Well, will be big news because it could change how they do future on sales and pre sales for shows. This morning, Taylor Swift fans making it clear who they are rooting for after what they say was a disastrous experience with Ticketmaster. They say Ticketmaster intentionally misled them back in November, alleging the company engaged in fraud, price fixing, and antitrust violations. We are not going to just settle. They say Ticketmaster intentionally charged sky-high fees and sold their tickets to scalpers. It's baffling that they could have screwed it up this badly. Okay. We've sort of talked about yeah, it in the past. It, I know man. your thing is like, well, uh, and maybe it's just because we're used to it. I don't know. But they make it seem, it just, I mean, the artist knows. The artist knows. Right. They have managers and agents, and they go through those contracts. There's no way Taylor Swift's manager and agent didn't know what all the fees were going to be and what her cut of that would be. Nobody makes money on a concert as big as The Cure, which they had a major problem with Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift, without knowing. No money comes in without an agent knowing exactly where that money's going and how much it is. It doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't happen. It reminds me of the, uh, uh, oh, 30 Seconds to Mars documentary. 
where the guy was like, we got screwed by Capitol Records. I'm like, your agent and manager, two of the biggest, most powerful people in the entertainment industry. You're, they're on the documentary. Like, there's right. no way this contract came in and the guy was like, looks good to me. Yeah. Looks good to me. That just didn't happen. You knew what you were getting into. Everybody knows what they're getting into. The problem is, and I always say it's like Ticketmaster, they're more like kind of like, yeah, there are fees and they get paid. And yes, they're making billions of dollars. And they're also kind of like the NRA for the artists. In the sense that, yeah, go ahead. We'll take the heat. We'll be the bad guy. the bad guy, yeah. We'll they, be the bad guy. It's fine. Well, in this particular lawsuit, one of the things, if not the main thing, that they're suing over is they're claiming that um, Ticketmaster has illegally gotten rid of the competition. And that, you know, because they've merged with uh, Live Nation, mm-hmm. when they merged, that basically it led to these uh, companies being able to charge exorbitant prices for tickets. Let's see. In a court filing last month, Live Nation tried to end the court proceeding and forced the dispute into a private uh, arbitration, claiming the ticket buyers had agreed on multiple occasions over the course of online shopping to resolve any claims through arbitration. So I don't. I don't know. Like, when's the last time somebody sued a company and said they're they're too big, they're a monopoly, they they don't have enough competition? That's normally a job for the FTC, right, Congress. Yeah. I don't know when a company. And what merges. are you going to do? Right. What What do you do? Literally, what are you going to do? You say you're going to break it up. I mean, I think yeah. back to Microsoft back in 2001, whenever that was. This is the last time I can really think of a lawsuit that was brought against a big company also, saying not the, enough competition. The, 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 the risk versus reward of being a promoter for acts is not enough to break it up into a bunch of small companies. It's not. Because most shows lose money. Right. So if, say, me and you want to start our own promotion company and basically do what Ticketmaster and Live Nation does, right? We'll, we'll sell the tickets, right? We'll get them out to the people. We'll pay the band. We'll get everything done. We'll figure it all out, right? Right. Okay. Well, we do it once, and someone comes and loses twenty grand, which is not a big deal. Right. We're done. Right. Well, that's we it. are done and done. So what happens is, you know, these bigger companies like Live Nation and you know whatever else the other ones are, right? It's the difference between just. I always use this analogy. It's the difference between being able to go into a casino and playing every game at once and not worrying about whether you win or lose. And at the end of the year, counting up your profits. As opposed to me and you going in and playing two blackjack tables and praying to God. And that's it. It's make Praying or break. to God that we win on those two tables. Because if not, we're done. Because if not, we're, we're done. Out we're out of business. So you got to play them all. And that's, you know, you'll see, you know, look, I mean, you know, we've heard of it before. You know, Kanye coming to town and 7,000 people there. You don't think they lost their ass on that? Right. Like, I can't imagine. The artist gets paid. Of course. The artist isn't like, yo. And there's a bunch of different ways for bands to make that money, too. So I, here's an example. We did an offspring show, I remember, at City Market. And... They there's bonuses for tickets sold, right? Mm-hmm. And they were close to a sellout. Well, at a sellout, they get a bigger bonus, okay. right? So I remember every time as people coming up, the manager of that band calling 
the tour manager and the people saying, how close are we? How close are we? How close are we? And as they got closer and closer, he just did the math and said, boom, buy the rest of them. Right. Because now the math works out that your bonus, I, nobody's it, here. It's bigger. Yeah. But my bonus is bigger. And they didn't care about the promoter because when the promoter says, well, if we sell out, we know those 700 tickets, those people buy, buy beer, alcohol. they buy parking, they buy whatever. Right? Yeah. But the band didn't care that there was 700 people weren't really there. Right. They just bought the tickets because that's the bonus. But the bonus would be based on per head of how much money these people were supposed to spend. So if they said, hey, it's a $14 per head, it's $700, do the math. Right? Right. That would have went into the promoter's pocket to try to cover the fees. But now, the $700, there is no per head. That per head's zero, and they lose. Yep. But the band doesn't care. But you never hear about that stuff. No. But, and I but it could be surprising to maybe Robert Smith. And it could be maybe surprising to, I don't want to say that, because I don't know. I don't want to say that Taylor Swift knows exactly how much money is coming from those fees and everything yeah, and else. I don't know that. But her manager is, her agent is, the people that she pays to work for her to get her the most amount of money, period, they know exactly where all those fees are. Well, there's no like doubt about what it. they're suing about, if I recall, is it wasn't just what it cost and what the fees were, it was that... Even if they had the money and and you know got on there in time, they still couldn't buy it because the, they were alleging that it looked like those tickets had been kind of funneled, for lack of a better term, or at least given some sort of uh, allotted number to the, the the scammers, the the whether they're the scalpers or the the bots that are buying things. They should be doing a better job of making sure that it's actually an even playing field for people to buy the tickets. I felt like yeah. that was part of it, but I, I do think your analogy about but we all like the money, that. We all that. like when. Uh, seat geeks got tickets when you want right. to get a Royals ticket for six bucks because uh, it took less risk. than face value because some guy took the risk, you know, right? He's he didn't like, sell well, whatever, right? And, and that's that. It's the same reason that when you're doing your 401k, you don't put all of it into just Tesla, right? But all I'm going to donate this much right. money each paycheck to Tesla and right. hope that I'm ready to retire. They spread it out, and so I think that that's a, a good analogy for how these because I don't think most people really know. How they work. I mean, how I don't really know how they work. I know, I think, a little bit more than the average person just from being on radio for right. so long, doing so many shows. But, you know, it, if you say anything that sounds like you're even sort of defending a company like Ticketmaster, right. boo! Right. You're like, okay, I get it. I get it. Right. And maybe but I just think that blame should be, and, and maybe the, 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 the blame should be spread around. Don't right. think that the artist and the artist team doesn't, there's, you do not get to be Taylor Swift's manager and agent without knowing where every penny goes. Every penny. Yeah. There's no way that you're just like, there's no way that the night before tickets go on sale, you go, what? There's an extra fee? Right. That's, that, that's not a thing. No. Agreed. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and finish Doom Scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. <laughs> It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Whoopies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Hey. Yeah. My buddy Dustin sent me this. I thought maybe you didn't have it yet. But the better, commonly known as Chief Saholic, mm-hmm. uh, he cashed 110 grand on Chiefs and Mahomes Futures. And was out on bail for an alleged bank robbery, right? Yeah, I remember that. That was a crazy story. Apparently, he has removed his ankle monitor and skipped bail. What? Yeah. He's on the run? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, I'd be honest. I didn't ever really read too much about that story other than just what people were tweeting. You know, right. can you believe it? He's a suspect in this yeah. bank robbery. Do you know any more details beyond that? Like, I don't. 
I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I mean, he wrote, you know. Was he robbing multiple banks? Was it just the one? I think it was multiple in Oklahoma. Okay. And he wore the same wolf mask that he was wearing at the game. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's that's crazy. Removed his ankle bracelet. Everyone's thought about robbing a bank. Sure. It's crossed everyone's mind. Could I do it? Is it possible? To, is there any money in there? You know, is it to make it there worth it? There's money in there, but. I mean, sometimes you hear about these, you know, banks and they get there and there's not enough cash because they didn't plan it right. So, you know, right, there's only. Yeah. Five thousand dollars, where you're like, well, I don't want to. Any worth five grand? For I watch enough time. TV. It feels like you got to really know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, there was that show on Vice where uh, I don't remember what the, what the show. I think it was just about bank robberies, actually. But this guy, his cousin, was in debt to a drug dealer, and the drug dealer came and said, "Look, you're going to pay us this much money. We're going to kill you." And so this guy was like, "How do I get this money?" And the drug dealer was like, "You're going to have to get. It. You got, I think it was thirty grand. You're going to need thirty grand, and you got a week to get it." So he's like, the only way I can possibly do this is rob a bank. So he decides to get a gun and start robbing banks. He said it was a fake gun. It looked real to me. He starts robbing banks, and he does it, and he's so successful at it that he's just like, well, I'm good at this, and then just continues to rob banks all throughout California, like going up and down along right. the coast and did it for a long time. You know, they say like when you kill someone, it gets a little easier to kill well, the next course. person. I guess it's probably the same with the bank. You rob a bank and go, I got away with this. Of course. And then, I mean, he got to the point where this guy was like wealthy. He's talking about his lavish lifestyle, his father who had you know disappeared years ago comes back and tries to rekindle things right, he's just sure. trying to get some of his money and he lived in this nice mansion in the hollywood Hard to hills stop once you have it yeah but it's just i mean the, the idea of getting away with it once is one thing but robbing multiple banks and getting away with it it's pretty impressive yeah pretty impressive look i don't want anybody to get hurt Right, I mean, sure, but I know that you get in big trouble even if they don't get hurt. As soon as you introduce a weapon, you're going to have to have a weapon, even if you say later that it's fake. I don't think that matters, think matters. Right? because they say, "Hey, the person thought it was real. Right, yeah. and it's as good as being real, and you're in just as much trouble." So I don't know what difference it makes, but <clears throat> you know, I just I, every time I go into a bank, maybe they take often, it a little less on sentencing, but I don't think they're I don't, yeah, finished. I don't know. It was weird because he that, that guy in that story was talking about how this was fake. It's like, what difference does it make? I thought that they right. said that was that. So he cut his ankle monitor off and left. That's it. So man, I hear. Oh man. And those ankle monitors, they just, like, do they actually now know your exact GPS location? Or is it just still that thing where if you leave the house, it knows that you left the house? Probably, it's got to know exactly where you I would are. think so, too. I've seen all these stories where, like, people think that, you know, these monitors, we know exactly where they are, but that's not how it works. I'm thinking, well, now it does, though, right? I'm sure. I mean, with My Apple AirTags, yeah. right, they're cheap enough that you would think you could just keep an eye on these people. Uh, the TSA, Laszlo, has decided that peanut butter is a liquid. There was a debate about whether oh, or not I you could bring that, yeah. peanut butter onto an airplane. And if it's not a liquid, then there shouldn't be any restrictions. But the TSA decided, no, it is a liquid. Of course, people online are furious because they're saying it's actually not a liquid. But, you know, it goes back and forth. I'm no scientist. But TSA administrators said that they have considered peanut butter now. And they say it is a liquid. All this time, because it was a paste, people have said there that, no, it qualifies as something solid. But, nope, that means you can't bring large containers of it onto planes. The decision says that the agency defines a liquid as something with no definite shape. Wait a minute, you can make a shape with peanut butter. Right, but then they say that if it takes the shape of the container, which is what we learned in elementary school about liquids, right? Yeah. Something that if you put it, pour it into a container, it takes the shape of the container. I mean, peanut butter might eventually take the shape if it gets warm enough, but if I drop it into the container, I can, you know, just stick it in the container. I, would, I don't know. Actually, I'd have to do a science experiment. Would it eventually melt into place and kind of fall into place and take the shape of the container. 
I don't Probably. know. Also, they said, you know, in that news uh, cast right there, they were saying, well, I can't believe that people even tried to take peanut butter onto airplanes because the bigger risk here is peanut allergies. I thought, yeah, but don't they hand out peanuts on a, a lot yeah, of yeah, flights still? Yeah, they'll tell you still? before and they'll say yeah. like, hey, someone here has a peanut allergy, so we'll have something else. Yeah, but they do still – they they haven't gotten rid of peanuts completely, have they? No, they tell you beforehand. Like, yeah, you know, one person has it, so then they give you, you know, something pretzels, different. Yeah. right? Yeah. But like the default for a lot of those airlines is still the – uh, peanuts. Have you ever tried to take f- peanut butter onto an airplane? Dustin Fran says he can't pour peanut butter all over your mother mm-hmm. So and let it go wherever it wants. He has to spread it around, not That's a right. liquid. That's right. It's a paste. It's so a everybody liquid. who's been putting peanut butter on your mom, Slim, yeah, okay. they know it's a paste. The governor of Utah uh, signed a bill that will restrict social media access for kids They'll have to have their parents' permission if they want to use social media. It'll take a year before it goes into effect, and they already expect that there's going to be lawsuits and pushback against this. Because part of the bill says that not only can kids not access it without their parents' permission, but these social media platforms are not allowed to purposely make their products addictive. Hmm. Well, uh, that seems like how businesses operate. You want to make your product as desirable as possible. Also, people say that the... Big issue there will be freedom of speech. Companies could say, no, this is a freedom of speech issue. We can say whatever we want. And this is a a product. We're not charging you any money for it. So the big issue won't be whether or not kids can access it, although that is a big issue, I guess, Uh, you know, because you'll have to have your parents' permission. The bigger issue will be, could you actually hold a social media company responsible for making their product addictive? And how how are we going to do that for every product? For every product, right. How would you, you know, where do you draw the line there with... What can't be? I mean, candy's pretty addictive, right? I like Booze. candy a lot, but well, right, it's things that kids are allowed to have, though, right? I mean, I assume that that's what their thing would be. If kids could get addicted to it, then they can't do it. So, you know, that's how the internet works, though. Video they games, every, right? Video games—they're designed to make you want to keep playing and keep playing. What about the end of a Goosebumps chapter? It's addictive. It, it's, it always ends on a cliffhanger. Sure. You got to read the next chapter. When it goes into effect next year, children and teenagers in Utah could lose access to their social media accounts or face a barrage of restrictions aimed at shielding them from platforms some call addictive and dangerous. The law, just signed by Utah's governor, is expected to face legal challenges because of the wide ranging impact on companies like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. In addition to requiring age verification and giving parents access to their children's accounts, the law prohibits kids under 18 from using social media between 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. Nicolene Peck is a mother of four. I think it's a move in a really good direction that empowers parents to have hard conversations with their children about what's going on online and helps them be involved. I don't really know what the rules are uh, when it comes to signing up for social media accounts. I know that I think we talked about Facebook being 14, something like that, and I assume that that's still the case. I also assume that it's probably the same for Instagram. I don't know what the rules are for TikTok if you have to be a certain age. But, I mean, if you're just saying that you'll have to get the parents' permission, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal to say if you're a minor and you want to access this. I don't know how they do that. I haven't read anything that says this is how they'll prove that they got the parents' permission. Do they sign something? Do they e-sign something online? Do they have to put in some sort of information about themselves? 
driver's license, you know, in, in Louisiana where they're trying to get kids to, uh, or, you know, restrict kids rather from looking at pornography. They've come up with these IDs that people will have to use if they want to access porn online. Is that what they would do for something like social media? I don't know. I mean, I assume that with a Facebook account, if you want to make one and you're not 14, you just lie about your birth date. Just like if you want to look at a website that says, are you 18? You know, please enter your birth date here to prove that you're over 18 or over 21. You just enter a birth date. It doesn't check anything beyond that. So I don't know exactly how they'll enforce it, but that, that's it. You get, you got a year in Utah and then... In Utah, man. Somebody sent this story, too. GOP lawmakers, very sad. Utah parent used his law to request sex-ridden Bible be removed from school. I saw something about that. that So responding uh, to a new law allowing for pornographic books to be removed from school libraries, a Utah parent has moved to have one of the most sex-ridden books around removed as well. Namely, the, uh, the parent put in, I guess, the reasons for being submitted on December 11th, incest. Bestiality, prostitution, genital mutilation, fellatio, dildos, rapes, and even infanticide, the parent wrote in their request. You'll no doubt find that the Bible under Utah Code, whatever it is, has no serious value for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. Get this porn out of our schools. If the books that have been banned so far are any indication for way lesser offenses, this should be a slam dunk. And then the parents said, based on the new Utah law, something is indecent if it includes explicit sexual arousal, stimulation, masturbation, intercourse, sodomy, or fondling. Yep. According to state attorneys, material doesn't have to be taken as a whole in those situations or left on the shelf during a review. If there is a scene involving any of those acts, it should be immediately removed. The parents said, I thank the Utah legislator and Utah Parents United for making this bad faith process so much easier and way more efficient. Now we can all ban books, and you don't even need to read them or be accurate about it. Heck, you don't even need to see the book. Right. There you go. Yeah, I mean, if you and don't want to The Republicans are very children. sad. Yeah. They're very sad about this. The meme that I saw was, you know, quit indoctrinating your kids. And like, yeah, get the Bible. And I'm right. like, wait a second. <laughs> right. Not the Bible. We want, we want the Bible. Well, speaking of stuff that kids aren't allowed to have, did you see uh, Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton's song, Rainbow Land? It was supposed no. to be in a school performance at a school in Wisconsin. And the teacher said, you know what? No Rainbow Land. It's a little too controversial. Living in a rainbow land. You ever heard that song before? No. Me neither. Apparently it's a song about inclusion and accepting people. I don't know if Rainbow has anything to do with the LGBT community, if I'm being biased for even thinking that it might, because everything I've read said it's just a song about inclusion, and the teacher said, we don't, we can't do it because it's too controversial. Mm. I am not shocked by this, but no. it also doesn't necessarily mean that the teacher thinks it's bad. I could see a teacher being worried about everything now. Of course. Because everything, well, not everything, but so many things... You know, don't teach about race. Don't talk about gender. Don't talk about right. this. Don't mention them at all. I understand you say, uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, have white fragility be part of our reading lesson to grade schoolers or junior high or whatever. I get that. Mm-hmm. But now we're at this place where it's like, just don't mention these things because they're, they're hot topics. So in my mind, I just think they saw Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton in Rainbow Land. Mm, what's it about in, like inclusion of all people like <laughs> right. yeah how does that how are you yeah. like Lloyd no I would say maybe not that seems a little too controversial this is you know we know Miley we know Dolly 
I think they might be liberal. Just just don't right, don't include no, it yeah. at all. Pick something else. Pick something really old, old timey. People don't get mad about that. How about Song of the South? Zippity doo dah. Do something like that. <laughs> a man buys a, a Maserati on Carvana, only to find out that it was stolen. Paid good money for oh, his car, wow. and it was for uh, his fiance, wife, girlfriend. I think it said fiance in the story, but. Uh, he gets the car and then finds out that it's stolen. He wants – he says, look, uh, Carvana says that they do these 100-point um, inspections, whatever it is. He's like, I would like you to add an extra point to that. Maybe the extra <laughs> point is making sure it's not he stolen. He was excited to have it coming down the hill, got out the car. Everything was fine. That's when they found out that the vehicle was stolen. And when they checked the VIN number on the chassis, that's when they saw that it was a stolen vehicle. She said, well – we can't trade the vehicle back in until you bring the vehicle back. I said, I can't bring the vehicle back. I said, the police have the vehicle. I know they said they have 150-point inspections. I want them to have 151. <laughs> Check to see if the vehicle is stolen. The last thing I want anybody to do is get caught late night on some strange road in the back country, and they can't verify it, and they look at that person as a criminal. Yeah. yeah. So he spent, what does it say here, $68,000 for this Maserati SUV? So everything was fine until Scott went down to get the car serviced at the Maserati dealership. And that's when they said, oh, this car is stolen. I get what he's saying, too. If you know if they're looking for a stolen car, I, don't right, know, right. I, mean, I guess it's not like the plate. You wouldn't have the plate on it, so I guess they wouldn't see the VIN. But still, if you got pulled over and they're like, this well, car many of them. stolen. Right. And they're like, hey, there's a Maserati SUV yeah. that was stolen. And they yeah. see it, I'm sure. Yeah, and if it's in the system and they, they're yeah. like, we're looking up this car and like, hey, it's stolen. Then it's out on the ground, right. you know, hands on the concrete. So I, I think that's fair that they could at least look to see, yeah. is the car stolen? And keep that in mind, Lazo, as you look for cars for your kid. If the deal yeah. seems too good to be true, you know, don't go... Could be stolen. Don't go buying cheap stuff like $68,000 Maseratis. I'll go up my game a little bit. Up your game a little. It's a church of... <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
All right, what are we doing, Hotshot? I, I got to tell you about this Please. Mississippi news anchor who got fired. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Um, it's weird because it seems like this happened a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but everyone started talking about it yesterday and today. There's a ton of articles about it, but all of them seem to say like it appears that this woman has been fired. The only one that I could find that seemed like an actual news site that's saying anything definitive is from Fox News, and their headline says, Mississippi News anchor pulled off air after quoting Snoop Dogg. Mm. Okay? That's always so, a problem. Um, this woman, she's been on the air there for quite a while. She has a very apparently um, active Facebook presence. She's on okay. there quite a bit. She supposedly wants people to comment, and she responds to all of her comments. And I haven't actually gone to look at this, but this is how they kind of decided. One of the ways that they decided she must not have a job anymore. While discussing Snoop Dogg's latest venture in California wine market, that he, you know, he's got his own wine now. A Snoop. He does? Snoop. Cali, Snoop Cali something, Snoop Cali Blanc, or what's the name for wine? That sounds right, right? Snoop mm-hmm. Cali Blanc, I think. So they're discussing the wine. That's what it is. I don't know. You'll have to look it up. I know he has some sort of wine, and that's what they supposedly were talking about. And they were going back and forth, trading jokes about I know this he has company. the 19 crimes. Yeah, I've seen but, that. But I didn't know cool. he had a new one. And E-40 has, I mean, I guess quite a few of them probably have liquor, but E-40 had some, like, wine coolers or something I know at least those two. There's got to be more than that. But, yeah, Snoop. I think I've seen Snoop's wine in stores before. I've seen pictures of the 19 crimes. Yeah. yeah. So, I just assumed that was his. Well, they're discussing something new, a new wine thing or Snoop another wine. Snoop Cali Red. Okay, so those must be the ones. Snoop Cali Red. Maybe there's a block. I don't know. Cali Rosé in 2021. Okay. All right. So they're discussing whatever, whichever one of those is is new. And then she says something that clearly I don't think she realizes what she said. And this is what everyone thinks she got fired for. Here you go. Come up with. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that? Huh. Huh, she says. <laughs> Wait, she was fired for that? <laughs> well, get this. Yep. So that's it. That's what she got fired for. What, you, what? I don't understand. So, you know, they assume that she doesn't know what that slang for, or she probably wouldn't have said it. Snoop Dogg popularized it. Um... We've heard him say it a million times. Obviously, it's a curse word uh, with it the uh, with the S, right? I guess it's just for sure. But then the yeah, the, the nizzle, is right? The, but then the the nizzle is the problem. Yeah, I don't even know. We can. Say. I don't know why. As I Honestly, said it, I was like, I'm not right, sure. I should have said I'm that. Because I'm trying to figure out how do you go about this. If I didn't she got think that fired was bad. For it, if she got fired for it, then Wait, nizzle is bad. It's yeah, slang. Every time you say it, and I say right. it, it's just like it's, I thought it was friend. It's slang for the N-word. Yeah. But right. it's friend. Sure. So, you know, so so's right. the N-word a lot of times when he says it, but white yeah, people can't yeah, say it. Yeah, but that's it. not the word. Right. I understand. I get it. There's debate about, obviously, I don't think, even if she did know what it meant, I think she could make the I'm argument. Gonna I'm going to look it up. Hold on. She could make the argument that it's exactly what you're saying. Well, this is from Dictionary.com. Mm-hmm. The term for shizzle my nizzle <laughs> is reportedly a slang expression. It is used to describe the phrase, and Dictionary.com puts it in quotes, for sure, my friend. Okay, okay. So, so there, there you go. I mean, and now look, every article I've read says that it also she appears sure, my to friend. have been fired. Dictionary.com. I don't see any statements from her employer or previous employer. They're basing all this on the fact that that was the last time she was on TV, and yeah. all of her social media stuff has just 
gone silent. So they, I, I think at least that's what they're basing this on. Now, this Fox article says that she's been pulled from the air. So maybe they looked into it more. It says um, this is not the first time that she's found herself and uh, involved in a controversy. In October 2022, they apparently she was talking to uh, the, the meteorologist there. Oh, I can't see anything. And it says. Uh, oh, here we go. This one said Urban Dictionary. They give it a different word. But everybody right. else. I mean, we, we can't, I mean, you kind of assume that that's what he's saying, right? The first time you heard it, yeah. you're like, for sure. That's what he, you know, right. that's what he's right. saying. And he's made it, he's found a different way. I don't know if he invented it or just popularized it. That's yeah, weird because but, it's not in a word. So is it a word, another word means, for the right? word? Because it says, you know, like dictionary.com says it's friend. Right. So Which if is she just went by the dictionary.com thing. Sure. I don't know. I know. It's a. Uh, it doesn't seem to me one. to be offensive. It I, seems. I, I understand that I don't think. Um, I don't think most white people would feel comfortable going around saying that. Probably not. Right? But I also think that there's a good chance that this woman had no idea that that's what that word was subbing for. But right? That's not the word. And it's not the word. It's not the word. It's right. not the word. It's been changed. So then you go. And well, using. Like if you go, you know, separation in just language. It's a different word. If it's a different word for that word than used in that right. context, it's then still so, friend. Right. And then also, then wouldn't be someone reporting on a story or saying the N-word would be the same as saying well, it because you're it subbing just, for it. As I understand. opposed so, to what somebody so, said. Well, but. then she's obviously not in trouble for intent. I don't think right. anyone would say that her intent was no. to be derogatory or racist, right? It doesn't. I mean, Everywhere says for seen. sure, my friend. So, you know, I, the, the word's been changed. I understand why she can't say the other word that it's substituting for. Yeah, of course. We understand that. But can you say this? I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> uh, it says in October 22, or sorry, in October, yeah, 2022, Bassett, who was the first ever um, uh, chief meteorologist, apologized after using the phrase grandmammy while speaking with a black female reporter who she also called girl and sis. Now, this is according to this Fox News article. I don't have any audio of that, but, you know, maybe they're saying like, hey, there's there's a bit of a, a history here. I don't know. It says uh, in 2011, she tweeted the same Snoop Dogg phrase that she just said on the air. And that uh, tweet has since been deleted. Oh, God. So I don't know if that was deleted after she got in trouble for saying it on the air or if she was told back then, hey, you shouldn't tweet that. So she got rid of it. It's not clear. They just say that it's since been deleted. I'm sure no one looked into it until she stopped showing up on the news. It says here, though not intentional, I now understand how my comment was both insensitive and hurtful. She says, I have, a I have apologized, and now I would like to apologize to everyone else. Um, this is not at the heart of who I am, and for that, Jesus I humbly ask for your forgiveness, Christ. and I apologize to everyone I have offended. So this is the first time I've seen this apology. I will learn from this and participate in I training, in training so I can better understand our history and our people. I can't mend the hurt uh, my comment caused. I pray you'll forgive me and that you'll extend grace through this awful mistake. What is happening? Says her latest slip-up went viral over the weekend. While some criticized her choice of words, she also received support from Charlemagne the God. Which this is interesting because there's a court have case in 2000. There's a court case in 2003. Okay. So a high court judge. And this actually goes, it actually says, the word, although in a form of English, were for practice purpose, so 
Alsi complained under the Copyright Act, won't release a single. Anyway, they say, <clears throat> somebody must have sued them for the, the words, shizzle my nizzle. <laughs> and this judge, Judge Lewison, had to rule whether the composer, Andrew A.C., had suffered damage to his honor or reputation through the derogatory use of UK Garage number one hit, Bumming or burning? I can't read it that well. But anyway, uh, he said that uh, it's basically a foreign language. Mm. Like he ruled on it to like, hey, it's its own yeah, language. Like if you cuss in a foreign it's language. Like Latin or right, it's its yeah. own language. It's made up. So I don't have any way to tell you what the exact translation means. Right. right, unless, you know... Whoever invented it, but then if they invented it, words change over time anyway. So he was basically like, we have to treat, and he used hip-hop lyrics, we have to treat hip-hop lyrics as a foreign language. Where there's no definitive necessarily... We don't know. ...a translation. We don't know. And he dismissed the case. Well, so Charlemagne said, I don't think she should have been fired for that. And he said, she might not even know what that word means. Come on, like, stop. That's not a reason to fire the woman. So he thinks, you know, same thing. Good chance she didn't even know what it means. Of course. Of course she didn't. Course. I don't think she about? knew. We know what it means. I mean, right. And if I look at her I, and you said, hey, do you think this woman knows what that phrase means? I would say probably not. Right. And then when I hear her say it so comfortably on TV and the yeah. way that she said it, I'm like, she doesn't know because that's not something that you would say on a local news no. morning show, talk show, whatever. You know, if you're her, it's just, I get it. So I don't think that she knew what it what it means. And Lazo's saying, we don't even know that what it means right, is what I mean, it means. You, right, I don't know that Who we know what it means. That? The judge just right. said it's a foreign language, and dictionary says it's my friend. Right. So, anyway, anyway there, there you go. That's what she, I don't know if she's actually getting fired or not. She's been the judge used this as saying he has no idea what this guy's talking about, and he quoted the lyrics, string them up, dim mishmish men. He's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And they're like, well, you know, it's a violent threat. He's like, I, the video is of them as gangsters in the 1930s, but I don't know what string them up mishmish men means. I can't. I this is a foreign language. Uh, you're just going to have to tell. I don't know. And also, could we all just agree? I don't know anything about Judge Lewinson, but there you go. That was on CNN from 2003 where he wow. said, you can't. Yeah. It, we don't know. Maybe this woman's history comes into play here. I don't know. But without that, if we set that aside and say that there isn't that stuff, we can all agree that that, that would be a ridiculous reason uh, to fire someone or pull someone. Judge Lewinson said uh, the claim led to the faintly, this is his quote, the faintly surreal experience of me and three gentlemen in horsehair wigs examining the meaning of such phrases as mish mish man and shizzle my nizzle. So <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that. if you're a judge, you're like, wait. And I'm not, I don't have any uh, respect for judges. You earn respect, you, right? You just don't right. get it because you're But I do think you probably have a lot of education, right? You worked hard you, to get You worked there. hard to be a judge. You ran for a lot. Like you, there's a lot that goes into it. And then they come in and they're like, hey, you need to decipher what shizzle my mizzle and mishmishman means. And I'm guessing he read it all because you take that seriously, right? You're a Everything judge. Everything you're a judge. Like I just looked it up. It goes down to his... His uh, ruling in yeah. 2003. So that's going to last forever. But I'm guessing he's at home like, 
Shizzle? And he's talking to his wife about it like this This is going to have right, a lot of ramifications. Hey, Craig! Anybody know what Mish Mish Man means? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do you know right. Soko? Any no ideas? Clue. Is he walking around? Does it like to find out the answer? Does he walk around and just go, yo, Mish Mish Man? <laughs> and if they <laughs> and get mad, then you know it's right. Yeah. That would seem like a dangerous <laughs> way to go about it. I guess that's what this woman did, though, basically. She Does anybody know what Mish Mish Man means? No idea. No clue. I'm no going to start clue. using it a lot. Yeah, go for it. I mean... I don't see anything that stands out other than the context of the story that tells me maybe you shouldn't use it. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it before. I would stay away from the Snoop Dogg one. Sure, Urban you know. Dictionary says it's a term allegedly first originating in Kingston, Jamaica, but widely published as being the creation of rapper Elephant Man. Oh. Okay. Mish Mish Man. Elephant Man apparently is a Mish Mish Man. Yeah, he's The uh, reference Jamaican. towards someone as a Mish Mish Man designates them as highly socially active. Being involved in a wide number of events, widely visible and popular on a large scale, but limited depth. <laughs> oh, that's Re- really That's specific. really deep. Reference to a, a man with a clear social goal. That's plate. Mish for mission. Oh. The duel uses the slang Mish implies this goal. So he's like Mish Mish. Yeah. Like really. So it's a mission man. A Mish Mish man is the center of the social world which he inhabits, seen always in the present as the most successful and desirable group member, but in the long term is often eclipsed by those with smaller, more realistic applications. I hope that that's his translation that he wrote that right. out on a blog post. I mean, right, in the court case, it probably had to come in. Yeah. Like, hey. Let me tell you what Mish Mish Man means. Yeah, and you're it, Your Honor. You're one of them. <laughs> the Church of So I know there's a lot of these every week, and we don't even cover all of them because it seems like it's almost daily, but there was a school shooting, oh and this one was God. unique for a, a few reasons. Well, I guess a couple big reasons. One is that this happened at a private Christian school. Right. So, you know, that's not something that we see every day, although it has happened before. Mm-hmm. But then the other big news was that the shooter was not your stereotypical no, it school woman. shooter. It was a 28-year-old woman. And when police got there, they thought, uh, I guess there were reports even that this was a teenager. They thought that you know she looked like a, a teenager. former student. Um, yeah, she used to go to school there. But uh, once they identified her, I don't know if they've actually given her name. Everything I've read here said they haven't yet said her name. They've just said that she's a 28-year-old female. But... Uh, you know, it, she was not a teenager. They At this that. hour, we continue to follow the horrific breaking news out of Tennessee where a female shooter opened fire inside a Nashville Christian school, killing three children and three adults. The shooter is now dead, and we have just learned that while officials believed she appeared to be a teenager, in fact, a 28-year-old woman from Nashville. What we do know from officials is that she was armed with two assault-type rifles and a handgun. She fired multiple rounds before being shot and killed by police. Okay, and the other thing, too, is... What was the school in Texas? And I've already forgotten the names of these. Uh, the one where they Uvalde. sat outside for Uvalde. Thank you. You got to think that that had a, an impact on police departments across the country. Like, oh, don't yeah, do this. Seen them. Don't wait. You've no, seen them react faster. faster they've they've sure. been reacting much faster. There was that kid in Denver the other day, and they went chasing after him. But it says that this school shooting began shortly after 10 a.m. Police responded to a call of an active shooter. It said the school is a preschool through sixth grade school. The female shooter, armed with two assault rifles and a handgun, entered the school through a side entrance and traversed her way from the first floor to the second floor, firing multiple shots. 
So the cops get there with less than 20 minutes. I think they said it was just under 15 minutes that the police arrive. And as soon as they get there, they're entering the building and they're looking for her. And they're actually responding to the sound of gunfire. That's how they locate her. And when they find her, they shoot her. You know, there's no more of this like, let's hold back. Let's, you know, let's, let's cordon off the area. I mean, I think they all, I'm guessing they've all been trained now. Even if they were before, they've been reminded now. If there's a school shooter, go towards the shooter and take the shooter out. Because I, I don't know, that Uvalde thing I hope was not the normal Protocol. Well, I mean, it wasn't but it was, too long before that where the guy didn't even go in. Oh, you know, when Trump was like, yeah. yeah, if Trump was like, hey, the if I'd guard, have been the guy, I'd have gone in and killed him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That security guard, he was like, he was armed, but he yeah, was like he, a resource he officer. Prison, he, stayed, he was a resource yeah. officer. He stayed outside. Yeah. He didn't go in. And then they're like, well, does he have this responsibility too well? There was that Supreme Court well, he was case. charged, wasn't he? Yeah, they charged him. And th- that was all the talk about the Supreme Court the Supreme case. Supreme Court the cops don't even have to? Yeah, they don't have to because somebody sued uh, the New York Police Department back in the 80s or 90s. I don't remember when it was because they got stabbed on the subway. A stabbed shot. I think they were getting stabbed, and the cops were there watching. It basically sounded like the cops like closed the door, like, Oof, right. I don't want to be too close to this, and just watched it happening. And they were like, hey, you have to serve and protect. And the Supreme Court was like, they don't. They don't really have they to. They don't actually have to. So I don't, you know, after that, it's like, well. Which is bad. I mean, it's bad in like that instance, right? But to me, it's bad. But it also is really bad when you think of um more violent crimes. And I, there's nothing more violent than a shooting, but I'm talking about, like, you know, let's just use it for old school's sake. Like, uh, if you're a cop or two cops or detectives, right, and there's one mafia boss killing another mafia boss, you may be like, well, we don't have to serve and protect right. and We like this other guy in charge. Now you're making decisions right. based on, like, I don't, you should have to stop everything. Yeah, or they're just saying, like, you know, they're mafia members, so, you know, we're not going to risk kill our each lives. Other, yeah. Or even, like, I like this guy better, Yeah, right? So let him do that. Like, you don't, I don't need, uh, cops need to just, if you see a crime, you got to stop it, right? right like, like a, it doesn't matter. A reasonable uh, response to try and intervene, right? I mean, obviously right. with that guy who took it to the Supreme Court, did not seem like the police responded reasonably. They, according to the story, stood there and watched. So, and with that cop at the school, if you hire a, a resource officer who's armed, the school's doing that for a reason. They know school yeah. shootings are a thing, and they assume that you are lowering the risk of more students dying right. if there's a school shooter, if there's an active shooter. I mean, Man, you get nervous there. whenever you see it. I, it wasn't too long ago, and I may have mentioned it, but you know, this year I was driving on Metcalf, of course, and as the mayor, I noticed like a bunch of cops outside of the high school there. Mm-hmm. a bunch of them, and blocking off roads and everything else. So I pulled up, like, yo, what's going on? Is it and, a kid's school? No. Okay. But I'm like, yo, what's going on? And uh, uh guy was like, ah, a parade. We're good. Don't worry about it. But even he knew, like, don't tell this guy to keep moving. Right. Because uh, it could be. They had a guy out there to tell people, like, it's okay. Yeah. It's a parade. We had to block off the road here for a parade. It'll be over in 20 minutes. Like, he wasn't doing anything except telling people, like, your kids are safe. Everybody's safe. It's a parade. We blocked off the road. Yeah. Right. Because as soon as you drove by and there were 10 cop cars, you were like, what is happening? Right. Which is, that's what people think now. When my older brothers were in I high school. I thought it immediately. Wouldn't like, I really thought it immediately. Like, what's happening? Yeah. If you saw a bunch of cops at a school in the 80s, early 90s, you thought they must be doing that, that DUI thing, right? Some sort of dare project, some sort of, uh, 
I don't remember what that thing was where they showed a crash I would have driven by in the 80s or 90s and I would have thought twice. Right. And if they had said something happened in school, I'm like, some kid got caught with drugs. That. That's it. Yes. I really would have thought. Uh, like, they sent a bunch and of cops. And they sent a bunch of cops and completely overreacted. Now I'm like, there's not enough cops. Right. We don't have enough cops. Send more cops. What's going on? Right. Is Do that, you need help? Right. Is everyone alive? Yeah, exactly. Are there people going in there? Right. Because I saw what happened at Uvalde and no one went in there. Like, do right. I, do I, I need to, to drive my Lincoln through the front door? <laughs> right. or what do we got going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? Because you're just standing here. And then he's like, just parade. I'm like, okay. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, you big son of a bitch. Whoa, why am I big all of a sudden? You're just big. Good looking. Oh, did you see the video of Nick Bosa from Strapping the 49ers man. getting pulled over by the cops? No, what happened? Nothing. He had, I think he was speeding and he had an expired driver's license. But I saw people talking a little bit of smack because he, he's, you know, he drops the fact that he plays... In the NFL, which, gotta try. I think you at least it's worth a shot. And for people making fun of him, I'm just thinking, what you wouldn't? You got to give it a of shot. Of course you would. You and try anything like, you can. Right. It's not like he's the local weatherman, but even then, maybe you try. I don't know. You know, I was busy doing my news. I will say maybe the only way that I would give him a little bit of crap if it was just speeding. It was like, dude, you can afford the ticket. Whatever. Well, right, that's it. Sure, you could afford the ticket. That's that is an absolutely right. So why reasonable you, why you reaction? To... Because you sound like you were worried about getting a DUI. It doesn't look right, like right. There's a DUI, maybe like then, right. And also, you're under the influence. You know, I don't know. You say dumb things. Reese Witherspoon when she did the whole. She was great. I loved her in that. Right, she was totally out of it. So well, you know, they're getting a divorce, she, man. Going, who? Her and that lawyer guy. I didn't know. I didn't know who he was when they said that, that she was, was her married husband. to him. I knew that they said this was her husband. I never. I didn't he know that she was an attorney, okay. but man, and I was now they're ha- getting divorced. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I don't usually feel bad for celebrity marriages, but the way she tried to stick up for him, drunk, and the way he was still knew he was getting in trouble, but was still polite to her. Yeah, like Reese, come on, just go back in the car; it'll be okay. And she's, she's like, like no. "No, right?" She really wanted not for him to not get in trouble. I felt bad when Courtney Cox and David Arquette split up. Mm. You know, they seem like they I were did so not nice. feel bad. You didn't? No, I they felt like Courtney like Cox got a run at the money. Like, I mean, uh, David the other way, David Arquette got, you know, that was his cup of coffee in the big leagues. Good for you, man. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like Look, I, no. wanted, I wanted them to really be happy. There was no way that was going to happen. I would be disappointed if uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell broke up, too. That would break my heart. But anyway, Nick Bosa, this is all he does. Listen. I drive a license registration for yeah. Gotcha. I got a I got an appointment for a new driver's license coming um, at the end of this month. On next Wednesday, actually, is my appointment to get a new one. Is it expired? I was in California. I'm with the Niners out in California. <laughs> I come down here in the off season. Is where I'm from. Right. And uh, yeah. Did registration insurance? It didn't work. But you know what? Hey, you're in Florida. He didn't, it's a long. Oh, uh, that wasn't bad. I don't think he so either. Like you know who I am. He just kind of threw it out there. Yeah. I'm with the Niners. Yeah, and I'm then, with the Niners. And I go know. there, and then I come back. That's fair too. I think so too. It was a total all shucks way that he did it. He's like, hey, you know, I'm with the Niners, and I, I travel, and I came down. Yeah, here I didn't think that was bad at all. Camp. And and I don't you know, care you if you out there. Maybe the guy knows who I am. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, but, yeah, but I'm in a different. That's the reason why my license expired. He's got a decent reason too. Right. And you know, someone said uh, you could be worried about points on your license. That's true. Maybe you're worried about. It's like yeah, it's speeding. You can afford it, but maybe if you get too many points, maybe you're worried about that. So that's you know what? Even it, that, but... it doesn't matter. I thought he was going to do the whole "I'm Nick Bosa" thing. No, don't you was, know who I am? Casual, he just threw it out there. It was a casual. Just throw it out there and see. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it nothing was kind of like your girlfriend did. trying to start a fight. You know, a little passive aggressively. Like, you know, I, well, mean, I didn't love you to hate you earlier, like, no, but... We'll see. 
Yeah, so he just See threw it out works. there. It's worth a shot. Right, I mean, where look, was he? Can get out. Was he in Columbus? He was in or? Florida. I think it's Florida. Florida. Okay. He was, yeah, he was in Florida somewhere. Um, I, I mean, I guess he was actually down there for training. I don't even know when it happened. I just saw that they, the, everyone posted the video yesterday. When I was looking online just now to make sure that this wasn't, you know, 10 years old, every video that I see was posted within the last 24 hours. So it must have just come out yesterday. But I just did not think that that was bad. You know, I'm no. with the 49ers. and Oh, he let it fly. I got out of a ticket one time. Uh, I mean, you're saying if you got pulled over, you'd be like, you know, why are you making a left here? You're like, oh, I work at the radio station right there. You're right. hoping. Of right. course you are. Right. I got right? a ticket once, and I don't know why. <laughs> and, I mean, the guy had a speed trap set up. That's what he was doing. And and it was a KCPD. I mean, I, I don't, you don't normally see them doing speed traps. So he must have... They must have told him today you're you know you're going to well, be over here on no. this bridge, and I got pulled over doing 84 and a 65, and he's like, whoa, where, you know what you're are you in a hurry? In quota. But I did say I'm picking someone up from the airport, and he's like, oh, okay, and I was like, and I'm late, so maybe he just felt bad for me, but he had me get out of the car. I stood at the back of the car. He went back to his car, and then when he came back, he's like, all right, just do me a favor, man, and slow down. That was yeah. it. No ticket, no nothing. And I thought that's some white privilege. Does he know? Right, it, absolutely some yeah. white privilege. Like. Does he know? Is he like a friend of a friend? Do I know that guy? Why did I get out of this ticket? There's no reason for it. Unless he's, yeah, just like, I thought maybe he was like, ah, I feel bad that you're late. Probably already in trouble with the missus trying to pick someone up at the airport. And now you're running late. I think like, there's a reason. Just, you know, he could have just you given know? me a warning, but it just seems like when you have those speed I traps. Use everything. Up, I go through my uncle's filter, who was a street cop in Detroit and then moved on to Hamas. And he would be like, you know, sometimes. It, and, and you hate to hear it, but you'd be like, sometimes it's just mo- no different than how my morning's going. Sure, that makes He's sense. He's like, if I woke up in the morning and, you know, your aunt's bitching at me about something and, you know, I'm running late and then you're speeding and I come on your car and you're like, oh, I'm late for this. I'm like, yeah, me too. Right. And here's the ticket. I get that. Right? But other times I'm in a good mood. I'm like, yo, why are you doing 20 over? And the, and the guy says, well, this, this, and this. I'm like, you know, just drive safer. Right? Yeah. He's like, you know. I think that makes perfect sense. Your boss might yell at you at work if they've right. had a bad He's day. Like, some, you know, sometimes you're just like, I, you know, I pull someone over. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write this son of a bitch a ticket. And yeah. that's, and, and you know, unfortunately, I mean, we do it. It's We're humans, right? Yep. So it is what it is. So until AI robots well, he replace he cops it. in a year or he two. He hated being a street cop. Just hated because it. of that stuff? Or the yeah, exam? and that he always wanted to, he said like 99% of the time I wanted to give the guy a break. You know, like if I pull him over and they were doing 15 over, he would always say to me, like, my job's a deterrent. So I just want, like, if you see my car, you probably stop doing whatever it was you were doing. That was illegal. So good. Like that. Then we've solved the problem, right? Yeah. You saw me. You were selling weed to someone else. Now you're not selling weed to someone else because you saw me. Well, I've done my job, right? Right. Uh, you were speeding, and then I was driving around. You're like, damn, I better not speed. Well, that's my job. Yep. But he, I was like, well, is there a quota? He's like, no. He's like, but always used to but get there me. Is. I mean, well, he always just say no. They would never say you have to write this many speeding tickets, but they would say like, dude. You didn't write any speeding tickets. It's been six months. You haven't written any speeding right. tickets. Like, so it's not a quote. Because if they didn't get like, no hey, one would write them. I'm right, guessing no yeah. one wants to do that. So it's like, you know, you're like, you know, so do they tell you you have to write this many? No. No, but they're going to look at you. They're also like, hey, you haven't enough. written any in a year. Yeah. You better start writing, you know. Exactly. You Are can't, you telling me? I'm not going to write it down and say no this is No one's speeding? Right. Right. They're not going to put it in writing. You saw that KCPD officer, or I guess former officer, says that he was told by his superiors to... 
uh, target minorities and minority neighborhoods to meet uh, uh, ticket mm-hmm. quotas. Mm-hmm. He's got a lawsuit. Now, obviously, we don't know if this is true or right. not. But he says, I mean, imagine that. You want to be a police officer. This is your dream job, right? You want to serve and protect or whatever it is like your uncle was saying. Right. That's what you want to do. You want to help people be safer. And then you get to the you know office and it's your first week of work mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Your right. boss is like, listen, I want you to go to some minority neighborhoods and I want you to pull them that over to meet your ticket like, I don't want to do that this. That they would even say that. I know. Like, how do you know who's been for a week? I know. I don't. I don't. I mean, look, I don't know how long he was there. I'm throwing out this. Right. Uh, I, I don't know when they came down on him or told him this. He just said that he was told that he was supposed to use um, some sort of discrimination when writing these ticket quotas sure. to go to these minority neighborhoods and do it. So he's suing them. We'll see what happens. I don't think that case. I think the, I just saw the headline for the first time a week ago. It started to make some national news, though, because it is right. you know, pretty crazy accusations. So. Who is uh, yeah. How do we start this conversation? Why did we start? Oh, Nick Bosa got pulled over. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. why. Threw out the 49ers thing. Nick Bosa, huh? Yep. And his brother. I hate him anyway. And so for me to say it wasn't that bad, they're both Ohio State guys. So mm-hmm. I hate the Bosa brothers more than I maybe, you know, boy, it's close with Dick Van Dyke. Be there. <laughs> okay. Well, I but so for me to say it's not that bad, you know it's not that bad. Everybody else, that's that uh, you know, as Chris Rock would say, selective outrage. For me to be like, yeah, I'm with the Niners, and you know, I didn't get my thing done because you know, I'm in California part of the time, and I'm Florida here, but I got an appointment next week. I just got back home. That's that's as about as sly as you can try to throw it out there. I, it's totally fine. Right. Obviously, I think it's fine because I thought it was fine when the cop in Oklahoma got pulled over drunk. He's like, listen, turn off the body cam for a second. Right, of course. Stuck you're a cop. got so mad about that. Slow he was down. firing <laughs> tweets off all night and pissed. I'm like, dude, it's okay. You got to take a shot. You know? right. All Bosa did was just say, yeah, with the 49ers. You know? Yeah, Should throw it out there. Yeah, it right. might work. He's not even thinking necessarily that this will probably get me out of it. It's just worth a shot. Why not? You're a celebrity. Yeah, maybe the guy's a football fan. Yeah. Right? That's you're all you're saying. Maybe he's a football fan. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Maybe he says, okay, hey, you know. And maybe you're saying, like, you add the 49ers because of who you are, but it also kind of gives you a reason why you haven't been back to Florida to renew your license. Right. I just got right. back. I got it It's done. reasonable. Right. I haven't been back there. Why? Because, you know, I live in California because up there with I play the 49ers. with the 49ers. I'm pretty goddamn good at football. Yeah. And he, right? by, by the way, he says, I'm with the 49ers up there. He didn't even say, like, I play for the 49ers. No. It sounds like he could be in sales. Yeah. You know, he didn't marketing. say, the next time I come here and play yeah. the Dolphins, I swear to God, I'm going to crush everybody <laughs> no. on your team. Exactly. Your child's hopes and dreams, I will, I will kill Tua. Yeah. Literally, either you <laughs> let me go or I will kill to him. I'll kill him. And they're like, man, okay, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, uh, good show, Bosa Brothers. Uh, stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.